It's a very personal, very important thing. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. I'm rich, bitch! What's up, guys? Welcome back to Under the Covers from No Easy Buckets. This is Jacob. As normal, I'm joined by the boys, Mike and Clay. Guys, what happened last week? Where are we at? Well, week two didn't go quite as well as week one for me. I struggled to a uh, two and three weekend. Tennessee really let the ball drop for me. I expected them to win. They didn't. But uh, week three, really poor slate of games this weekend. We got five games that I think we can get paid on right here lined up for us. You know, week two was actually an improvement for me. I went from one and four to one, three, and one. <laughs> <laughs> a push with the old green wave uh, against Auburn. Uh, my double-digit dog, my most confident bet of the week, hit again, Texas A&M. And if you watch that, how awesome was that backdoor? That was pretty amazing. <laughs> Jimbo driving down the field. Calling timeouts. With yeah, a minute and a half left. Took yeah. it 90 yards, basically, down the field. Drew up a fourth and goal, wide open, scored to make it 14 to get us paid. Um, but week three is all about improving to the next step, getting us above 500 for once. So I'm feeling good. Even though the game suck, we're going we're gonna to get paid. Yeah, for sure. That's usually – even though you have like a boring slate from like a viewing perspective, you can still find some, some winners out there, maybe some, uh, you know, lowly bet lines or something that didn't change as much as you thought it would by the end of the week. So we'll, uh, we'll try to get in there and find some winners. Uh, I mean, last week you mentioned A&M, uh, Clemson. I was pretty oh, – that was, that was a good backdoor cover, but, I mean, LSU-Texas was actually like the game of the day. I mean, that was pretty – from start to finish was a, was a real good game. I mean, I'm, I think you learned a little bit about both of those teams because, you know, LSU looks for real, but Texas also, you know, wasn't – didn't back down and didn't, like, didn't cave in or anything either. Like, Ellinger played pretty well, so. Do we think Joe game, Burrows – do we think Joe Burrow is good now? That's what everybody's saying. He, he's good, right? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how. I mean, the, he's I got. Mean, go ahead. He threw. He threw for four fifty on DBU, right? I mean, that's a pretty good. He's, what has he got? Four hundred yards in that's both a, games, right? That's a pretty solid metric of being good. Yeah, and I mean, they set this up nicely because they have Northwestern State and Vanderbilt and then a bye week in the next three weeks. Then Utah State, so before they play Florida. So, I mean, they could really be at the top. I mean, they could be in the top. I mean, they may even be number one or number two by the time. Probably not, but uh, they'll, they'll, be, they'll still be the talk of the town by the time they play Florida in Baton Rouge. So, I mean, they, they, they set this up nicely to kind of be you know, everybody's darling the first half of the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the only other game that was of note, which almost gave us like our first chaos of the year, was Army taking Michigan overtime. I thought that was fun. Doing it again, almost like was it like week two last year? I think they did the same thing to Oklahoma. So are we finally there yet? Where should we realize Shea Patterson isn't good? I mean, we've been we've there. Know, we've known <laughs> this all we, along, right? <laughs> this, this pod has always been of that opinion, but the general public. 
Still thinks. I mean, he would, he's not going he's not gonna beat Ohio State, is he? No, no. Justin Fields, ten, like so much better than him. Like, does Shea Patterson make a make a team in the NFL next year? No, I don't think. I mean, he'll. I mean, everybody seems his like name, he's a shot, but he'll he'll, he'll get on get a, squad. a shot. If Nick Fitzgerald makes a practice squad, I think he's got a shot. True. That's true. Correct. Which, which he is, but he, he can't run the ball. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and we do have Gardner Minshew starting week two. So, I mean, anything's possible, but. But it's Shea Patterson. But it's Shea Patterson. <laughs> Probably take Minshew over him. That dude was slinging it Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Gardner Minshew. That's that's legit. Um, but uh, but like you said, there's some good games last week. I mean, we'll we'll find something here. Like I'm definitely going to be tuned in to State, can't, Mississippi State, Kansas State, just from a you know personal rooting perspective. And then you know, obviously Tennessee Chattanooga is going to be something to watch just to see how you know. Surely Tennessee can't start 0 and 3. We've said that the last couple of weeks, but we'll see what happens there. And then we do have Alabama South Carolina. Surely, <laughs> surely, we do have South Carolina with a new QB. Um, who scored a ton of points last week. Uh, I mean, that's not not going to be anything. And then Florida, Kentucky. So maybe maybe Kentucky gives us something to to think about uh, Sunday, Saturday night since they're the primetime game. So anyway, let's get on into it. Why don't you uh, you start us out this week, Clay? All right. First game is uh, going back to our bread and butter, a winner from week one, Oklahoma State Cowboys. They're minus 14 points at Tulsa, so they're not leaving the state. It'll be a de facto home game for Oklahoma State. Like I said two weeks ago, they had a little bit of quarterback battle. Spencer Sanders came out and won the job. So far this year in two games, they put up 56 points and 52. Spencer Sanders, 73% completion rate, 453 yards, six TDs. Oklahoma State is rolling. Tulsa. They 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 won last week against San Jose State at home. Not a big win, but their true test. They went to Michigan State first Friday night of the year, lost twenty eight to seven. I like Oklahoma State playing for T Boone Pickens. Rest in peace today. Oh wow, they're covering they're covering in this game because there's nothing T Boone Pickens like more than a little ROI. Oh my god, I didn't know he passed away. A shout out, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, this afternoon. And, uh, Damn, they're hot off the press. Yeah, they're definitely covering then against Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa's, you know, they're not they, – they They're not – they don't have a – Tulsa has no chance against T. Boone Pickens. Nope, that's what this is. So, you got you got uh, covering the 14 there. I think that's good going yeah. back to the well. Going back to the well, I mean, that's kind, seems like a – seems kind of low for that line. Maybe they just think it's proximity and I guess it's on the road. But um, – well, we'll get that one out of the way. Uh, it's a Saturday afternoon. So, um, so yeah, Oklahoma State minus 14. Uh, what about you, Mike? What's your next one? Well, speaking of T. Boone Pickens, I'm going to keep it with OK State. Um, I've actually got the under at 64. That's the total. Uh, Tulsa played Michigan State week one. Their offensive line allowed six sacks, 13 tackles for loss, and Tulsa had a negative – 75-yard campaign on the rush category. Negative 75 yards. They played San Jose the week after, which was week two. They've got a 40% third-down conversion rate on their offense. It's just slow all around. So, I mean, make money on Oklahoma State. Make money on this under. 
Cowboys have had a very successful offense dropping 50 points, you know, the past two weeks. So you're probably like, well, what if they drop 64 themselves? I don't think that's going to be the case against McNeese state last week. I mean, they just had a lot of explosive plays. Here's what they had from touchdowns, touchdown passes, 69 yarder, 59 yarder, 75 yarder, 69 yarder, and a pick six, five touchdowns for those super, super, super explosive plays. I don't think the the Cowboys are going to be able to do that against a better defense like Tulsa, especially at home. Tulsa's eight out of their last ten home games have hit the under, so that's what we're playing here. I do have a quick comment there. Since we did just find out the breaking news about T. Boone Pickens, do you have any second thoughts about them not running up the score in honor of T. Boone Pickens? Because I think that has to factor in in the under call. It may, but – we're just going to stick it with the under because <laughs> I, have no, I, have no, I have no rebuttal to that since Clay just dropped that bomb. You may have to, we may have to rethink and get it on Twitter. Well, if it makes – if for what it's worth, I look a lot at sharps. I look at lot, a lot at what bets are placed based on the public and bets are placed based on how much money is actually placed. And, you know, the public really likes the over because everybody loves the Oklahoma State over. But really, all the sharps are on this under. So, mm. I'm, well, contra- I'm contrary in here. I hear you. We'll see. He's a rich man. He did a lot for that university. So, you know, we'll see what they what they come out for on Saturday. But, uh, but anyway, so you got that. Uh, was, it, was it 64 or 62? 64. 64. So, you're taking an under 64 as of now. Oklahoma State, Tulsa. Um, what about uh, – what's your uh, second one, Clay? All right, second one, we're going to go – we're going to stay with a road favorite, just what I love. We're taking TCU at Purdue. It's minus two. Started out as Purdue, minus one and a half. The market has shifted. Purdue beat Vanderbilt last week following up a season opening loss in Nevada. Their quarterback, Elijah Sindelar, hurt on the last play of the game, running out the clock against Vandy, questionable with the concussion. Going with the freshman, Jack Plummer. He can only be Jake Plummer's son. <laughs> so, TCU, minus two at Purdue against the freshman quarterback. Purdue's not even that good. Yeah, they beat Vandy, but yeah. that's not even that good. It's too soon, man. That was one of my picks. <laughs> uh, I also, also missed, too, that week – or oh, never mind. That was uh, week, uh, the bowl game from last year. I was thinking they played Cal opening week. That ten to seven OT thriller from TCU last year to end the season, uh, but no. So you mean get TCU minus two? I mean Jake Plummer's son is enough to bet on. That's all I need to know. Jack, yep. Jake got real original. Exactly. <laughs> That's what he's known for. Uh, Jack, Jack the Snake. Uh, so you're going to take TCU minus two there. Yeah, Purdue. I mean Purdue did lose to Nevada, who got blown out by Oregon, but that was probably mostly due to Oregon kind of retaliating against the, for their frustration with uh, Auburn, more so than a testament to Nevada. And then, like you said, Vandy looks pretty down this year, even though uh, that pains me to say that. Um, so I like that call, TCU minus two. So we'll see how that one that one goes. Uh, what's uh, what do you got next, Mike? I'm going to take us back to Friday Night Lights because this pod loves to get us rich before Saturday even starts. Uh-oh. Uh, we've got the Battle of the Cougars. 
Washington State is traveling to Houston uh, to play the other Cougars in this NCAA. Uh, Wazoo looks really good with the air raid once again. They really hadn't played anybody either. Uh, Houston played a tighter one than Vegas had pegged for uh, last week. They played Prairie View A&M. They only won 37-17, and they allowed 250 in the air, which I think is very concerning. Um, adding br- Oklahoma's brutal ass whipping, they are ranked 100 plus in scoring, pass rush, passing, rushing on defense, and I'm talking about Houston. Uh, Mike Leach is playing his former player Hol- Holgerson. He is now Houston's coach, and Wes- Wesleyan. He's on the staff with uh, Houston, and he was on staff with uh, Mike Leach at Texas Tech. But this is all you need to know. Leach is 10-3 and three against the spread as a favorite. <coughs> Book it. I like it. You know, what was the number you got it at? Minus nine. Minus nine, yeah. I saw it. It's, it's gone down to eight and a half, so maybe you're able to get even a better number. Um, By the hook, uh, take yeah, it eight. Let's do it. Yeah, I like that one. And then, uh, I mean, Houston, I mean, they've been terrible on defense ever since the, you know, they lost the Ed Oliver saga last year. I mean, they gave up 70 to Army to end the season. So, um, yeah, so you're taking Leach. The the, the master is going to uh, show his uh, protege there. Uh, Got so, a new Gardner Minshew out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Clay, what's your uh, what's your next one? All right, next, there's always a team each year that just seems to cover every week, even though you're not even sure how good they are. This year, I think we might have already found that team, Maryland Terps. Who could have thought? Two games so far, they've scored 79 points and 63 points against a very talented Syracuse team. They're minus seven at Temple. Temple's only played one game so far. They played Bucknell two weeks ago. They've had two weeks off. They're going to Maryland, playing going to Maryland, but playing them in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial, because that's where Temple plays. So they're not going to Maryland. <laughs> but I, I love Temple. I mean, I love Maryland. Sorry, this one's got me tongue twisted. I like it so much. <laughs> Maryland minus seven at Temple on Saturday at eleven Central. Yeah, no. I'm going to add to that. I'm going to give you a fun fact, Clay, if you didn't know this, but Syracuse. When they lost to Maryland, that was the worst loss by a ranked team to an unranked team in the last 20 years. Wow. Come on with the stats, Mike. Let's go. I mean, Maryland, Maryland creeped back in. They basically took Syracuse's spot at number 21. Their quarterback is the Vitek transfer, Josh Jackson. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he he started out hot last year, too, with Vitek, but I think he got hurt or something. But, I mean, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, it honestly seems like this line's a little, a little low for based off. But if it doesn't make sense, bet yeah. Then it usually then it usually makes sense. Maybe they just don't know Maryland yet. So your kind of your theory on a team that just doesn't make sense but keeps covering just stays true here. Um, I would definitely with a team that's scoring that much to open up the season. I don't think seven is is any you know it's too much to worry about, especially an out of conference game. I wonder if Maryland may be interesting in that in that uh, conference this year, uh, the Big Ten, because they're in that kind of weaker Big Ten division. I think. The yeah, one. they don't have to Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan. 
Right. So they get the, yeah, they get, that's that Wisconsin division that they always win every year. So that would be a, they got Rutgers in there too. Uh, yeah, so let's um, – Mike, let's get your uh, next one up. All right, we got the Alabama Crimson Tide at South Carolina facing the Cox. Bama's a 25-and-a-half point favorite. And obviously, I think that's way too low. Uh, Bama is 11-and-5-1 and one against the spread in their last 17 conference games on the road. They face a freshman quarterback, Ryan Helensky, since uh, Jake Bentley went out for the year uh, in week two. Actually, was it week one or week two? Doesn't week, matter. After week Doesn't one. matter. We got a freshman quarterback playing against an Alabama defense. That's all you need Good to luck. know. Uh, <laughs> Good luck to him. I know. The only, the only thing that it's interesting about this game is that the last time Alabama played in Columbia, they lost. That was nine years ago, two totally different programs back in the Spurrier days. Besides seeing South Carolina drop 72 last week to Charleston Southern, that was just a big makeup for them dropping the ball against Phil Longo and the Tar Heels. Big shout out, 2-0, Mac Brown. Love it. Longo. <laughs> Is that that last loss or whatever, Bama and South Carolina, I think that was the Steven Garcia, right? Oh, that was him. Yeah, that seemed yeah. – you said nine years ago, and, of course, everything seems like it wasn't that long ago now since we're actually old. But That was Lattimore, too, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Lattimore. Had to be. Her, he was at least uh, there. I don't know if that was the year he got hurt. Uh, no, he tore it up that year. That was a good – that was a really good South Carolina team. Um, Steven Garcia. But it's not the same South Carolina team this year, so laying, 20, <laughs> laying 25 and a half is just fine. I think exactly. it's a four-touchdown four, four touchdown game at least. Tua yeah. is going to go off. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think, I think they thump him pretty well. But I, do, I did hear see where the word is that they may like this guy better than Bentley because Bentley hasn't, hasn't really shown he, too much in the last year or so. He's just never progressed. Yeah. So he had flat, you're right. He basically still is playing like his freshman year. He didn't get any better. Yeah, like it was like, yeah. Is he the Joe Flacco of the SEC? <laughs> He wishes he was the Joe Flacco of the SEC. At least Joe Flacco got paid to do something. I, I mean, he's the guy that just – I mean, he's he's okay to start for your team, but that's about it. He's yeah. not going to win you a game. He probably won't lose you a game, but – I don't know. He lost a lot of games. I mean, can they, can they even get to like five wins now that they lost that season opener to North Carolina? We talked about – yeah, because we looked at their schedule in the over-under pod, and they have a really tough one, so – the only like for sure, like for sure, win left is the two games are Vandy and Appalachian State. I don't know if they they're not a for sure win over Vandy yet, but Appalachian State you'd think, but that's still a tough out of conference team. They always play big schools well, so it could be real bad. It could be three to four win bad. I mean, three he's fired, four probably not. Right, get to an extra year or something. Probably, yeah, yeah it helps. I don't know so tough. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. You never know. Some of those, some of those like mid-tier SEC schools will just go crazy when one of their coaches doesn't go to a bowl game. So um, you never know. Like it really, like it really matters in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Like they're not going to go give Hugh Freeze five five-year deal after this season. Um, so uh, you got um, Bama land twenty-five and a half. Bama land twenty-five. So we got three games gone. Normally we would turn to our Vegas Dave segment this week, but unfortunately, 
He was uh, could not be reached. Um, we wish him the best. I know he was taking the Tennessee early season pretty tough. Um, we know he's we know he's still bouncing around out there in Vegas somewhere. So hopefully we'll get back with him next week and uh, get some more winners from him. But uh, we wish him well and hope that he's not in the gutter or anything like that. He's sitting in line at the uh, New York, New York, trying to get that eight eighty eight pizza and a beer, hmm. which is fantastic, <laughs> by the way. Sounds pretty good. I'm not. I'm not worried about him. The listeners shouldn't be worried about him. He'll, he'll be back next week better than ever. Love it. We miss you. Anyway, so let's get back to the back to business. Uh, Clay, what you got for your fourth game this week? All right, the fourth game. This is the local game of big interest around here. Mississippi State minus eight versus Kansas State. It's just time to really break it down more ahead and just do what it is you do best. Last year in this game. Mississippi State went to Manhattan, won 31-10. Colin Hill, 17 carries, 211 yards, two TDs, carried him. What do you know? He's back this year. Pound Colin Hill 25 times. Mississippi State wins by 17 points. This one is simple. I, you said it. Not really much else to add there. Just feed the rock, run your backs, don't even play around with it. They're not going to stop you. If you can get it at seven, I mean, I got it at seven last night, I think, when I was talking to y'all, but eight's fine because I, I do think it's a two-touchdown game at least. I mean, Kansas State, they've had two big two big wins, but, I mean, they haven't played anybody no. at all. No, and they've – yeah, they're not uh, – and, I mean, like you said, and Stevens is – Tommy Stevens is supposed to play this week. I uh, know that, the you know, quarterback, you know, we need to run the ball, but – you know, I think I think we'll be fine as long as we just take care of business and don't pull any. Uh, just control control the line of scrimmage and just hand it off. To right. Number eight. They can't compete in the trenches in the, the offense, so just just hand it off. Yeah, they've allowed five carries, five yards of carry, yeah. um, against Bowling Green and Nickel State. What do you think Colin Hill's going to do? I mean, he's got three hundred twenty yards. He, he basically gets as many yards as he wants each game. He's a first round pick. Let's just give him the rock. Um. Let's uh, move on to your next one, Mike. I'm going to keep it in the SEC. We've got Dan Mullen and the Gators laying eight at UK in Lexington. I mean, I said this on the preseason episode, and I'll say it again. I think Dan's had this one circled for a while, especially losing to them in the swamp last season, 27-16, and 16, on a stellar 10-win season that Kentucky will never have again. Benny Snell. Shout out, Cat. <laughs> Benny Snell ain't running through that door. Unfortunately, Terry Wilson's out, too. They're starting quarterback for Kentucky with a knee injury. He rushed for 105 yards last year against Florida, by the way. Sawyer Smith, that's the guy replacing him. Redshirt junior transfer out of Troy. He takes the reins. They've beaten two MAC teams. It's really hard to grasp who these Wildcats are. They started slow against Toledo week one. And they've won handily against East, Eastern Michigan, 38-17. But once again, I don't care. I'm taking the <laughs> roll. Right. I mean, that's a bad Eastern Michigan team, too. I mean, like they should have – they probably should have won that by more. Like you said, backup quarterback coming in. He did toss two touchdowns last week. But you have to think that, you know, he obviously wasn't good enough to take – to dethrone Terry Wilson in the offseason. And like you said, I mean, we know from experience, Mullen – he probably was doing some bye week prep for Kentucky and overlooking UT Martin. He didn't have to worry about that game. They're too they're too good to be on the same field with UT Martin. 
easy to easily took care of them. They're ready for Kentucky. They're like you said, they circled them. They, they, they can't wait to beat them in Lexington. So I think Mullen's been doing Kentucky prep since about last <laughs> January. Yeah. Right after the Michigan game. Uh, so you got Florida at minus eight. Looks like it may it's, it's going up and down, but I think any number around there is going to be fine. I don't think that Kentucky team is the same as last year. I'd keep it. I'd take it all the way up to like nine and a half, ten. But mm-hmm. after that, I'd stay away. Okay, sounds good. What's uh, what's your next up play? All right, last but last, last but not least, we're gonna ride with the Cinderella story so far through the college football season. Georgia State is catching seven and a half at Western Michigan, going with the Soto County boy Dan Ellington. Last week, Georgia State outlasted Furman in a shootout. This week, they're back to business. They're catching seven and a half at Western Michigan. He's coming off a 51-17 to loss in East Lansing to Michigan State. I like Georgia State. They've already dominated the SEC team up front. I like them to control the line of scrimmage. They'll keep it within a touchdown and a half. Love it. Like you said, Cinderella story. They uh, they tried to lose it. To, they tried to – they got the push versus. Yeah, them. yeah, but you, you know those boys week last week. They it was the craziest week of their life. The fact that they came out and covered, because I mean that was the talk. I mean Stucky and the, and the guys were talking about uh, Furman running that that option offense like Army and how that was going to be tough to prepare for after you're coming off that Tennessee win. But seeing them get that W against a tough offense to prepare for, I mean, let's get them to a let's get them to a bowl game. Um, Let's get them there. <laughs> Don't know if that's possible, but anyway. So, uh, like it with the Georgia State, Mike. What do you got uh, for finishing up your five? My final one is Arizona State traveling to Michigan State. I've got Michigan State covering fourteen. Um, I'm a big Tom Herman. I mean, uh, not Tom Herman. Jesus, uh, Herm Edwards. <laughs> I'm a big Herm Edwards guy. Two different people. <laughs> yeah, horns down. Um, Sun Devils, they beat Sacramento State last week 19 to 7. They were up 12 to 7 with five minutes to go. They were 35 and a half point favorites, if you weren't keeping track. They failed to convert, scoring a touchdown on every single trip to the red zone. That's five, by the way. Arizona State beat Michigan State last year 16 to 13. They blew a 10 point fourth quarter lead I think once again like I said Dan had this game circled I think Michigan State's had this game circled they're going to want revenge they're going to try and blow them out this weekend at home Michigan State's defensive line they've got nine sacks on the year and the Devils have already let six sacks go for the year so I don't even think Arizona's gonna be able to move the ball so give me Michigan State land 14. Love it that's gonna be uh that's gonna be uh Michigan State's going to just well, not give up anything to them. Man, the Pac-12 could really use a, a good showing in a uh, non-conference game, huh? <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, Losing by 28, that'd be a good look. Love it. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for Herm. I mean, I kind of think we all wanted him to do well there, but I could see a bad season, like you said earlier, him just peacing out. Back to the booth. Yeah, he, he, Shocker, he probably really doesn't actually care about Arizona State University. <laughs> Shocker, yeah. He, he probably doesn't. Um, so uh, that's uh wraps it up for the five. Um, 
We want to jump into the uh, double-digit dogs last week. I did want to shout out to myself for losing so bad. Uh, Nevada and Oregon, they lost by 63. The number was 24, so not close there. So shout out to me. But uh, I want to get y'all's takes this this week on you know some double-digit guy underdogs that you think uh, have a pretty good shot to, uh, to cover. My one this week is going to be Northwestern State catching 51 and a half at LSU. LSU, as we know, had a great, great win against Texas and Austin. Really emotional. I don't really think they're going to get up as much for Northwestern State. I mean, yeah, they're going to blow them out, but 51 and a half is just really high. Mm-hmm. 51 and a half, yeah, that's tough to <laughs> – that's a tough one. What about you, Clay? I'm going to go with the the big dog. I'm going to take South Carolina, Will Muschamp, showing up, trying to save his job. I think South uh-huh. Carolina shows some heart on Saturday. What, what, what was that line you got it at, Mike, on one of your bets? 25, 25 and a half. And a half yeah. Uh, give me much champ plus the points. <laughs> I love saving it. his job. Uh, saving his job with the cover. Um, no, that's a good one. I like that one. There's actually, there's a couple that I saw uh, out here, the pretty big lines that I thought would be interesting. Um, I think what I'm going to do is gonna, I'm going to take I'm going to take Hawaii plus 22 going to Washington. I don't know. I'm kind of regretting it as I say it, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick two and O against the PAC 12. I know. I know. So that's what, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, Washington's coming off that loss to Cal, the game that kept getting delayed. That was, I mean, I didn't even stay up to watch it out here. It was in my backyard, um, my time zone. So uh, I'm going to tell you, I think, I think Hawaii is good enough to cover that number. Maybe it's even some garbage time TDs uh, to, to get that, to get that cover. So, um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's uh, finish that one up with the let's finish it up today with a voicemail. Of course, of course, caller Snitch called in. Wonder if he's got any follow ups. Bet with Mike last week, so we'll see uh, see if there's any news from that. Tell him to bring me my money. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Week three, college football season. The snitch is back with some money-making picks. Before I do anything, I need to thank Mr. Lose Our Money Mike for going 1-3-1 one, and one last week and winning me a free wing guru lunch. Honey suicide, thank you. He is a great man, paid his debt today, and to that, I thank him. And we also thank him for being so terrible at picking college football games that uh, you know, we just paid him all year and, and win a bunch of money and win free wings. But, man, Mike, such a nice guy, great gesture. Uh, maybe your brother will uh, do the same for that Silky's bucket Clay. Um, anyway, thanks again. I'm sorry you keep losing the people a bunch of freaking money, Clay. Had a down week, but I have a feeling we're all about to bounce back. Week three is called a week slate, but I think not. Here are my games. On the record, I'm four and two. Let's see what happens. I got Temple at home, plus seven. Maryland's due for a letdown game. I got Mississippi State covering minus eight at home. The Cowbells will be ringing. And I got Oklahoma versus a terrible UCLA game. I got Oklahoma covering that minus 23. The Rebs are 1-0 in the SEC West. All is right in the world again. And I love everyone making money. Let's go! 
That was a wonderful lunch, by the way. Um, win or lose, which we're not allowing any more voicemailers to place a bet, unsolicited bet, on my picks <laughs> uh, for lunches. Although I do love Wing Guru. I think everybody wins when you go there, no matter who's paying. But yeah. <laughs> we're going to bounce back. So big shout. Big shout. Big shout to Snitch for giving us the winners, as always. Uh, I can't imagine him keeping up the winning streak. We, I'm sure we would really hear his voicemails then, but yeah. we appreciate the, the voicemail. Big shout-out to Will last week going 3-0 on his picks. That was pretty impressive. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can all win some games this week. Yeah, I think it's a week. I think it's a week that it's got a – we may not be stuck in front of the TV all week just because of the slate, but I think we're in for some winners just because of that. So, um, I'll definitely be uh, – Checking it out, and uh, I think we're all ready for a bounce back. But um, let's get it. Let's get it. If there's not anything else from you guys, any closing thoughts or anything you're looking forward to, any games we didn't mention? I don't think there's anything too big that we didn't touch on. We're one week away from Georgia Notre Dame next Saturday night. Oh, that slate. Yeah, that slate. You sent us a picture of that, the TV slate for just the SEC games in general. Awesome day. Notre Dame Football. between the hedges at night. Uh-oh. Dude, I can't wait for that. They had a they had a bye week last week, I think. So, like, they're they're taking it pretty easy at the beginning of the season. That Georgia team. that Because that's, that's an out-of-conference game that solidifies you in that playoff discussion. So, they're not going to mess oh, yeah, you, you You win that one, you can lose the SEC championship game and still get in. Yeah. No, I think so too. A lot of people were saying this might be the year for uh, that, like, actually gets them to do an eight-team playoff because of how good Georgia and LSU are. And if you know Georgia goes undefeated, loses an SEC championship game, and LSU only has one loss, stuff like that, that maybe you've got a discussion for three SEC teams in the playoff, then we may push for an eight-teamer. So I don't know. A lot, a lot, a lot, still a lot, like- a lot to unfold. Still not completely sold on the LSU team just yet. Yeah. I mean, how great was that Texas team? True. They just, the, media, the media is just loving it, loving them some LSU right now. We'll find out after oh, they yeah. uh, travel to Rice. That's a big game. <laughs> the snail. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Trap game. Tra- yeah, sandwich. Uh, anyway, so we will, uh, we will see you guys next week. Obviously, appreciate the calls. Appreciate it, Snitch. And uh, look out for Twitter. Uh, we'll tweet it out uh, Thursday morning. And uh, obviously, always feel free to call call in and give us some shit. Anyway, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it, as always. Later. Peace.